Welcome back to the Scarcity Podcast. This is your host, Mike, and my co-host, Scott. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Watched a good movie. How about you? Had a good time watching this one. So, can't complain. You want to introduce it? You want me to? I'll introduce it. It's uh, Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. Uh, surprisingly, now that I've seen it, well, I saw it a couple years ago, but uh, surprisingly, one that's a little bit more maligned than it really deserves. You uh, could not, just not say hated, because it's fucking hated. Yeah. Not not a little bit. A lot. Yeah, There's, a lot of people don't like it. I don't understand it. I've never understood it. When I first went through and watched these movies when I was like 14 or 13, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was so much fun. Like, there, there's... When it comes to horror, we all know there's different sections of fandom, right? There's people yeah. that want the blood and guts. There's people that want the, the nudity. There's people that just... That do like the, the theming. People that like the Characters. ideas. The character designs. People that like the storytelling to it. And the, and the thrills. And, you know, the scares. And, you know, this fandom spreads to a whole lot of different people that come to it for different things. What you and I go into for looking for a horror film is definitely not what my mother went into. It's definitely not what, yeah. you know, our friends really go into when they want to see a horror film. Yeah. And this is the only movie where I feel like it's easy for a lot of people to like certain things about it, and yet nobody likes it. I don't understand it. Yeah, watching rewatching this again, because obviously I think I watched this for the first time last year. No, the year before last. And really enjoyed it that time. I think I enjoyed it more this time than I did that time. And it really comes down to just, this is really entertaining. Yeah. It's really fun. The characters are mostly entertaining. There's there's a couple that get on my nerves, but um, you know the main. I like the main girl a lot. I like her central struggle. Um, giving her the trauma that she has gives her more dimension as a character. Uh, but like, I, I really don't get. Other than people who want to watch a Friday Thirteenth movie for pure gore, because this is one of the one that got eviscerated the worst in the franchise. Other than that, though, I, like I really don't know really what there is to bitch about. Yeah, that's this. my thing. Because Jason's still Jason; he's like we, killing we, people left and right. And we can make this one shit. argument that I think does stand: the characters in this movie are at the like the first time these characters feel like real stereotypes. Yes, like that's they're that's definitely stereotypes. Truth, yeah. but they're fun stereotypes. Like I, I've never yeah. understood why that's a bad thing. All, all of the if, actors. If a film do a good comes job. out nowadays, though, like if I saw a film in 2021 and characters are acting like this, yeah, I'd be a little bit annoyed. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. if it's done tongue in cheek, I don't think I'd care that much. There's also good character moments between these characters, anyway. So even if it is, you know, very stereotypical, doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah, I mean, and also I think it's pretty obvious that everybody here is having a good time making this movie. Yeah. It's not something that they're taking as like Shakespeare. No. Like they're they're having a good time with the material. Like they know what movie they're in, and they're having fun with it. You know, th- there are some dramatic aspects of the movie. You know, stuff involving the final girl and and her trauma and the doctor and you know all that stuff. But mostly, this is kind of just like a you know I don't want to compare it to you know 
like I, I think I said the same exact thing about five, but like it's a beer and pizza movie. It's a good time. Just like, this is a movie to sit down with, watch with your buddies, and have a good time. Yeah, I would say, and obviously you don't mean it's it, a way better movie. It's, it's a way better. better. Movie. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's much more competent. It has a plot that mostly makes sense. Yeah, I, I think the very end goes together pretty well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the ending is the the big problem. The director didn't yeah. want that ending. Yeah, obviously. that's the only part of the movie that like straight up doesn't make sense. Yeah, but the rest of the movie is pretty straightforward and. I mean, time, it doesn't so. make sense to cut right to the end, but I mean, if it's going to get brought up, the director yeah. wanted the end to be different. He wanted him to be a zombie. Yeah. Like the the father who dies in the very beginning of the movie. They get for they, they talk about it all the time. You know, the main girl Tina is responsible for his death. She feels bad about it, and he's supposed to drag Jason under the water, and he's supposed to be a zombie and drag her, drag him under. The makeup yeah. doesn't look very good still, you know? They, yeah, there's really nothing on, on the, him. The studio complained, you know, he looks kind of stupid, and to be fair, they're right, but him looking normal looks way, way worse. Yeah, and I mean, like, it takes a little bit of inferring to, to for me to jump to this conclusion, but also at the same time, his body probably would have got found in the lake and taken out. It wouldn't be there still, most likely. But whatever, uh, whatever. I don't really don't care that much. But it's just funny watching him like pure. Like there's nothing visually wrong with him. He's been in this in the middle of the, yeah. the lake for you know probably like a decade or something, and there's not a thing wrong with him. <laughs> I mean, you could get really analytical about it. You could theorize and talk about is he really there? Is that really? Yeah, I mean, is it, is it, or, or did she bust the, the, the dock with her mind and drag him under mentally? Is she, is, yeah, is she visualizing it because he's like an angel to her? Who knows? Yeah, no one... I, no I one... don't think it's supposed to be, be this theoretical. It's not supposed to be like this, but yeah. you could do that if you want to headcanon this and make it feel like it makes more sense to you. Yeah, it, like, it pretty much ends. It doesn't end right there because the ambulances show up and they get taken away, but no one ever talks about that. It's that, just, where, where's Jason? He's gone. That's it. Yeah. Like, the guy doesn't bring up the fact that it could that, that maybe he saw her, her dad. She doesn't bring up that she saw her dad. So who knows? Maybe and, he wasn't even there. And that ending is very much a throwback to part two's ending. Yeah. With the ambulance. The only difference is Nick is there instead of Paul. Yeah, and it's confirmed that he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Not, not you know, the director and everyone else clashing over whether or not the guy's fucking dead or not. I mean, so there's so much you have to know is that, yeah, you know, it's just a movie, but I have a hard time believing the police would just, oh, zombie men came from the ground and killed these kids, and that's what you two are telling me? I'm pretty sure they would assume that they are the killers. I would I would say that. I also say though that I, it wouldn't be too much of a leap to for them to say it's Camp Crystal Lake, man. This happens. No, no, too no. I, I understand, but it's just two survivors is so drastically yeah. different. No witnesses at this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But also, like, I just think it's funny to think about the cops seeing at the station, and be like, oh, fuck, not again, man. Yeah, I, I love the idea of the cops being like, it was Jason. Be like, fuck. It's been it's been a few years, guys. We kind of saw it. Though. Yeah, yeah, you should yeah. just fucking just absolutely. Yeah. I thought just he died last bomb. time. Dude, he fucking dies all the time. You should just carpet bomb this lake at this point. It's just it's bad news for everybody, man. And this is the movie where he looks the most dead. Oh, he looks so so good, man. And I know a lot of people good. that don't like the movie, but they love the design. 
It is probably the best design for Jason period. I think it's the best. I like Six's design. I like the yeah. like the Frankenstein mummy face, but this mask being over like the partial skeleton teeth and the bone showing is so cool. I like him in 4 a lot. I mean, that's back when he looks like just like standard Jason though mostly. Uh, but this is this takes the cake, man. And it's not just when not just the like the the costuming and the makeup from like a like a visual perspective not even getting behind the mask because when he takes the mask off or he doesn't take the mask off but when the mask comes off man he looks fucking terrifying and it's great I, to have a jason who emotes with his face too yeah yeah i wouldn't want that motherfucker chasing me down in my house that guy's scary as fuck first real time since three honestly but you have an unmasked jason emoting yeah, I mean, the only other one I could think of off the top of my head was four when he was dying and sliding down the blade because he had a Yeah, face. but that's not that's even it. emotion, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's just, it's just like, oh, okay, my, my body is reacting to my brain being punctured. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think I think because this is uh, Hotter's first Jason uh, attempt, and he comes out of the gate swinging. Like, he's really good. I think um, his movements are probably best in a film like Jason X, but yeah, but this is his best performance. I, I like that in Jason. We're we're not going to talk about Jason X anyways, but I like when he gets to Jason X where he's like involved in the self self awareness and yeah. the crazy dumb shit that happens well, in that movie. I, yeah, the self awareness is next level, but also just the way like he feels so much more commanding and like a part of that role. He has that in the next yeah. movie for Part Eight. You know, it's just yeah. with nine, it's so tough to scale because he's Jason, but he's really barely Jason in the movie. He's in there for like two fucking minutes. Yeah, in the beginning and in the end, but in in X, you know, he just fucking walks like he's got balls of steel on the film. He just he's, feels like he, he doesn't walks, fucking care about anything else. He's an absolute machine in in Jason X. He's yeah. just awesome. Like I said, but, I still think this is his best performance, but. He, it's the best movie he's been Jason in. He just gets so much more Easily. to do. It just feels like they picked an actor the design to really act inside yeah. that fucking suit. I I definitely think, though, that that design really lends to the reason why this Jason is the best, probably. Yeah. Because Hodder's performance is really good. And even like when he takes the mask, when the mask gets taken off of him and you see his eyes, you can tell it's Hodder. Yeah. Like you know, it's a it's a person. It's one of the first times where he's had the makeup on where they he like really actually emotes and has like a, a degree of I don't want to say humanity, but he like it feels like you're witnessing a real person standing around there. Yeah. Um, and Hotter just his physicality is on another level, and the the design just accentuates just how scary he looks because like he's imposing in uh, 8 but I don't really like the design for him in 8 I will talk about that when we get there we'll talk to about it. that when we get there same thing with 9 though it's like he's uh, an imposing performer as Jason but the design's terrible I think the design so. is unique and I respect the fact for it but I don't I don't like it I don't think it I get people disliking it I have a certain quantity that I like the fact that it is so different because to me it helps it make it easier to. Distinct. So you don't have to think about it as a Jason movie. I, at all. I can distinct that this is not connected to anything else. 
Because this Jason isn't. Like, shit. Nine is so radically different that it, it makes it easy to be like, he's not he's not the same. This is yeah. self-contained dog shit. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Like, eight. If you don't like the movie, I've got bad news. It's, it's part of the series. It picks oh, up yeah. right off of seven. Things make... They don't make perfect sense, but they coherently flow from where Seven leaves off. Like, it's connected. Where, where his Nine life ends... doesn't connect dog where, shit. Where, where Jason's story ends in this film, it picks up in an eight at least. Exactly. A lot of other stuff doesn't make sense, but at least, it, at least his yeah. place in the world still makes sense. So, I think the thing to talk about first off before we get into our next segment is the whole Friday the 13th. Do you know why it's called Fry Gay? Oh? It's because a lot of the actors and actresses in the film are gay. Oh, really? Yeah, so... I had no idea. Nick, who plays a love interest, is played by a gay actor. Cool. Ben is played by a gay actor. Also cool. The guy who plays Eddie is played by a gay actor. The mom is a gay actress. Really? Yep, so... Cool. It, it's just like... Uh, I think... The party for I think it's Michael. Yeah. yeah, Michael. He's a gay actor as well. Michael. Yeah. Pretty cool. So a lot of these actors and actresses just happen to be gay. So it's just they I, label yeah, the fry gay, and and apparently like oh yeah the the leads don't have that much chemistry together. So it's, it's because the actor's gay. And, bullshit but whatever. I don't know I was gonna say I don't know about that because I really like them together one scene I think one scene is not that great what are the cut scenes I think because I don't the cut scene's yeah. awesome I what, think what? really I, I just where think he tells, where he tells her he has like a nice ass or whatever yeah I, I think that's funny I think yeah, that's I, I wish that was in the movie I just don't see how because you have to think about how that scene goes to the next scene yeah where they're skipping rocks but her reaction to that doesn't translate to them hanging out. I don't think the reaction's out. that bad, though. She looks more, like, perplexed, but she's not, like, viciously angry. She looked like she was she was uncomfortable and a little bit angry to me. I think so, she's a little I mean, bit angry. The, the, cam- the camera quality's fucking terrible. I, I think she's know. a little bit angry, but at the same time, it's like, really? Like, yeah, it just, it just... That's real, you know? Like, but it's just, like, just to me, it's like, I'm sitting there like, okay, that's still, like, a jump to the next thing. Like, oh, we're still hanging out. He called my ass tonight, so I guess we're going to hang out. But like, I, we didn't... I find that funny, though. I think that's a good comedic balance if, to if, it. If there was more to that scene where they had a little bit more of endearing conversation after that, I would probably, like, be like, yeah, this probably should have been that in the movie That would make still. more sense, but I think it lends itself to less comedy, and I would like that less. I'm not saying you're wrong, because you, you're right. It would make more sense in the story, but I yeah. like the way that is a cut between, you have a nice ass, let's hang out. I think that's funny. Yeah. I like the stark contrast. I like the idea of that. I just think that it's, like, the performance doesn't, lead to me assuming that that's what the right. next logical the next logical scene would be this but regardless, one regardless it is uh, it's not in the movie. yeah i don't you see the thing though is like from like like franchise perspective like that scene being cut almost doesn't make sense to me doesn't i'm surprised it's cut i think honestly. it's the time thing i think they just wanted to cut the time down for the movie it, it must have been a pacing thing it's just, it's just yeah. looking i'm like that's that's not even a bad a bad scene like it's just it's, it's there I would have to assume they just like make it a little shorter, make it easier. It, to must, it must be. But you know, I think the leads have good chemistry. Yeah. I think the 
I think the only line that is a little bit cringeworthy is the white elephant line. Oh yeah, that one's pretty stupid. Or like the the, pink the, elephants oh, or whatever. It's a it's a it's a pink elephant in the woods. It's just like. And like they both okay. don't really laugh at it. It's just like really awkward. It's like okay. It's, it's like both actors are looking at each other and being like. It's on the page. I guess I gotta say that. Yeah. It's pretty fucking dumb. But the rest of the movie, I think their chemistry is pretty good. I think, yeah, honestly. The first moment that they compared meet... Compared to like the them. other, uh, like, leads, like, love interests, I think they're not at the top or anything, but they're pretty high up there. I would say... The, yeah. I, I mean, I have I have Jenny and Paul at the top. You have them at the top, really? I love Jenny and Paul, man. Oh, I think they're really funny face. together. I think they're really funny together. I just don't like Paul that much. I think I their relationship like is whatever. I, like I wouldn't Paul. put Chris and Rick at the top or anything, but I would put them oh. over Ginny and Paul. I wouldn't. I would say these guys are number two, though. Probably. You think so? I think so. Uh, oh, no. I think Tommy, Tommy Jarvis, Tommy Jarvis and, and uh, Tommy and, and the daughter together. are at the top. Megan. Yeah, they're pretty good. And then good. I would put this number two yeah, I, I think they're really good. I like Tina a lot. She's really endearing. Number three, I would have Rick and Chris, and then four, I'd have Ginny and Paul. Fuck, you know what? Honestly, no. T- um, Tommy and Megan, number one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Ginny I think Paul, Ginny and Paul is number two for me, and then these guys are, are number three for me. Chris and... and uh, fuck, whatever. What the fuck's his name? Rick. They're Rick. The are, they're, they're at the bottom for me. I don't give a well, fuck. I think at the part. bottom is easily like... Oh, no. Part eight. <laughs> Really? Well, no, you think actually, they're that if we're, bad? If we're, if, we're, if we're counting the entire saga, including part nine... Part oh, they're, nine, they're not even Easily fucking, the worst. Dude, the fucking relationship with Ted not from really part much. four and the pornography they watch is better than the fucking relationship in part nine. 100%. Like, I, I hate that fucking... So, I mean, if you're looking at the entire saga, not counting the remake... But the, like counting the entire saga, nine's easily the worst. It's not even easily the worst. It's not a contest. But I, I don't I don't really care dude, for the fat the dude part from five and his fucking pig slop is a better romance than part nines. Like that's genuine love. He loves his mama's cooking. No, the guy in his fucking chocolate bar, dude. Number one, absolutely number one. But the uh, no, I, I just I really don't like. Is that that I really don't like? Is it, they're they're fine. I just find absolutely no attachment to their dynamic in three, like except for except for like one scene, like the the scene with the the barn. But like a lot of it, I just kind of feel like it's really awkwardly handled between the actors are are doing their best, but I don't think it's handled very well from a, a like a writing perspective. I just think it's kind of just there. It's kind of just like one of those things where it's like, oh, we should have a romantic subplot here. I don't know. I can agree so. to disagree. I think they're very sweet together. I think they utilize their time the best. The chemistry is really strong. I'm saying it could be better, but like the bits you're given, I think work very well. I think yeah. there's the scene obviously at the farm. I think there's a scene where she's talking to him about what happened when she passed out, and like just that he's always trying to be there for her, but he's always like taken aback about like, well, you know, I'm trying my best here, but you're pushing me off. I like that. I like that relationship. I just think it's a good dynamic. But I totally get it. I think it could be better. Yeah, I just find it kind of, yeah, just there for me. But I think comparatively, I like Part Seven's dynamic a lot. Yeah, I think they're really I, good I together. I think they work really well together. He seems really endearing. 
regardless of if, if it's someone's butt or not, he still is showing interest and trying his best. Yeah, he's, he's a be, genuinely nice guy. She's the first time when he she's, the first time when he when they meet, like when he when she drops her shit in, her, in the driveway and he comes over and helps her clean it up. Like that's a really funny scene. Yeah, when he picks up her panties and is staring at her I panties. You and, you know, yeah, punk. really, really endearing. I really like them together. It's really yeah. entertaining. It's funny because those those actors they uh, they didn't get along on set. They really weren't friends. And it wasn't until like years later at like a convention where they're like, you know what? This is stupid. Like I really like you, and now they're like best friends. Pretty sick. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. But yeah, that to stem from where, where it all came from. Like that's why everyone calls it Friday the Thirteenth. It's it's bullshit. It's honestly homophobic. Like. Honestly, I had no idea, and it's probably something they talked about in the uh, the documentary that I totally forgot about. Yeah, it's like the biggest thing they talk about in the Part 7 documentary. It's like, oh, the whole thing is the fry gay. It's like, why? Like, well, it's these, like, it's like these part actors for, uh... and actresses, like, they don't, they're not, like, appearing like they have bad chemistry with their significant others because they're gay. Like, who fucking cares? They're acting, and they're doing a, a fine, if not great job at it. Yeah, it's, it's like part two for Nightmare. I would say if you consider this movie bad and because of, oh, these actors are not doing a great job chemistry-wise because they're all gay, I think you're a little homophobic because I don't think that translates to the film at all. Maybe you want to talk to me about it and give me a lengthy discourse on, hey, you're not seeing this. Go ahead, preach your homophobia. I'll try my best to listen, but I won't. And there we go. Uh, I'm fucking done, man. I like this movie. I'm sick yeah, of it. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't blame you. The movie's fucking awesome. This movie's so. really fucking fun. If you have a problem with, oh, the kills are butchered, fine. You know, that You're sucks. Right. It, they you are really butchered. do anything about some that, of them, Some of them really do get hindered. Some of them some not of them a big work, deal. Though. But, yeah. you know, it sucks. It sucks that like, it's not the actual movie they wanted to make. Like, the, um, the, the sleeping bag kill is pretty truncated. I mean, we'll get to, we'll get to the kills, but that still that still works and is an iconic scene despite the like fact it that it's truncated. Being one. I'm not, I, I'm not, I think it's a little funnier. I'm not gonna lie, I I really like the cut version of that. I I, I think a, it a, works better as, as a, a kill. As sadistic as that sounds, it's less funny and it's more it's more fucking brutal. Painful. Yeah, it, it has more punch to it. But the idea of someone just getting swung to a tree one time and they're fucking splat, that's funny. That's like slapstick. I think the part about it that's most disappointing and the thing that I think bother a lot of fans of the franchise and or horror films and slasher films is that the director is an effects guy. Yeah. So, like, this is his shit. So, like, you're sitting there thinking, like, if he directed an earlier installment, what could we have gotten? Where they weren't eviscerating these movies left and right, yeah. like they have been since five. Um, but you know, and they destroyed the fucking footage, the actual footage, not the VHS dailies. Yeah, because um, you can't you can't adapt that. Yeah, it's like, oh man, if they had them, someone, if some like, if some private collector had them, stop being stop being a bitch, bring them forward, <laughs> let us get a proper cut of this goddamn movie. But, but uh, I, I don't know, like, I get it sucking because the dude's an effects guy, but it's not really a fair argument. You don't hear that shit for part two when they cut a lot of cool shit out of those death yeah. scenes either. You, you gotta take you gotta take the movie for what it is, it, what they gave you. And you've you've watched some of the scenes for part two, right? For the deaths? 
a couple of them. So, I think it's very comparative. This movie functions fundamentally well without the scenes, but with the scenes, it would be better. But that doesn't mean the movie is hindered because of it. No, I I still think that... Because I didn't even know... When the first time I watched this movie, I didn't even have access to the cutscenes because I watched it digitally on iTunes. So I had no idea, and I still enjoy the hell out of the movie. Yeah, and I mean, clearly, when I first watched it, I was a 14-year-old or or 13 or whatever. It didn't matter to me. I just thought, wowee, funny time. And I bet they didn't have have those, those scenes on the DVD, too. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about it being cut, and I had a great time. Knowing that these things were cut and finding out about them, Yes, that clearly sucked, but it didn't ruin my time. I will say, there's one that really should have been in the movie. One that really should have been. Head Crush? Ben. The Head Crush is fucking incredible. Even in the grainy-ass footage that they have on the fucking Blu-ray, it is so fucking good. And it puts all the rest of the Head Crushes, because there's multiple Head Crushes in this series, it puts them all to shame. I see... I see what you're saying. Auditorily, yes. 4 is the best. Visually, yes. The sound design in 4, is I the think, best. makes it almost on par. Yeah, for for 7, though, Jesus fucking but, but Christ, man. Know? Maybe if they did the yeah, sound design no audio. really well for it, it'd be just as good, if not way, way better. Yeah, there's very little little in the way of audio in these cutscenes. Most of them don't have any kind of dubbing over them because yeah. they weren't finished. So... If they actually had the time to put... Because a lot of the sound design in this movie as done is pretty fucking good. So I, I'm willing to bet that it would probably have been fantastic. It would have been an all-timer uh, kill, probably. It's that good. And it's really depressing. Because before we started, I, I was going back and looking at um, Dead Meat, the YouTube channel. And I was looking at all the kills from Part 7 and seeing that truncated version of it after seeing that and be like man they just they absolutely ripped the nuts out of that kill that kill was so cool I'll say another one that could have been assisted I think the one where the preppy guy gets slashed in the face yeah that one was really cool I would have liked to have that in there too it's just a little bit longer I like seeing the effect immediately after the kill yeah I wasn't like you still see his fucked up face in the movie it was pretty good in the movie so I was actually surprised that there was like anything significant cut from it, but it looks really good. Yeah. So I would have, I would have definitely had a good time, been okay with them putting that in because it is a stronger kill, but it is at least nice that even truncated that kills still pretty good. So I think that kind of covers most of the scenes that we feel should have been in there. The, the one that I will still say that I, I wish they did this version of it, but they would have to alter the film to do it is Robin's is it Robin yes Robin's death her death because she gets thrown out the window it it feels really kind of tacked on and, and you know you think about like this happened in four and it was it was done better in four yeah I think there was another movie where someone got thrown out the window too four happens other twice. than four the other, oh, it happens twice. Gets thrown right, out happens twice and then the lead lady gets thrown out yeah so it was done better in four Yes. So when I saw it in seven, I'm Both like, <laughs> it's kind of lazy. Like, I don't want to dunk on them too hard because it's like they, they had two different versions of the kill. I'm assuming the MPAA said, hey, fuck you. Cut this kill because the other kill, it does involve more like blood and gore. You know, she gets cut with a machete instead of um, she gets pinned in a corner and killed, which is much scarier, in my opinion. Um, 
in the NBA probably told them, hey, cut that out or do something else. Or, if, you know, maybe they wanted, um, they were like, either cut this out or you have to cut more out of the head crush. Yeah. I don't know. The, the kill not only looks really good, I think it's shot visually 10 times better. And, and lit really well. Very well. But the, the version of it, it's, like, it's not like the, the throw is terrible. It's just like in comparison to what we could have had, it, it is kind of it feels kind of lazy. I think the only real difference it makes in the film is with making that kill different. It changes a little bit of like the timeline in the movie. You'd have to edit yeah. it around, move things a bit. But I think it's easily doable. And I really do think that kill in the movie is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, it's 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 really sad when when you have like an alternate kill that's much better that they just removed it. Like we don't know why they removed it. I would assume it's an MPAA related thing, but it's it's just man, it looks it just looks way better. And you know when you get to that kill, it's like I I mean I wasn't too upset that that character died, but um, they could have done a better job with that. For sure. I mean, they did do a better job with it. It just isn't a movie for some reason. So, we've gone over the cut kills. Let's go over and do our new segment for Kill Count. We're going to go over all the deaths in the movie and talk about not just rating the deaths, but I want to also go over the characters. How well you like the character. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Robin, but, you know, let's go into all these. First death, obviously, is not done by Jason. It's just the dad dying. John, you know father yeah i don't know if you have much to say on that it's just a quick drowning scene of dubbing saying i'm sorry baby because he doesn't actually say the movie yeah say the the some of the the dialogue for that scene also the the young actress her dialogue is not particularly strong um but the 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 effect is fine it's just like it is kind of comical how long the doc shifts back and forth before it caves in and you're just sitting there thinking like why didn't you just get off the dock at that point but you know whatever we wouldn't have a movie if, if you just edited that down and made it quicker it would make way more sense but whatever it's it's fine it is kind of weird though like I don't really feel too bad for the dad because he's being a drunk abusive asshole yeah. so fuck him which also comes back around to the ending where it's kind of perplexing that that's her saving grace is this fucking guy who's kind of an asshole dad. Well, we don't know him before. Maybe he was a better, maybe he's fine when he's sober, but maybe that's, that's just still like not, a, still not good. a rare incident. Maybe it's just more maybe. about the fact of like she felt guilty for it, if anything, than that, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of questions to ask, but it is what it is. If you had to rate the death of the dad, what would you say? That's six. Yeah, I think that's pretty generous. I'd give it, it, it exists. I would have given it like a four if it wasn't for the effect. I think the effect looks good with the sh- like the shaking of the. Yeah, I just wish it was shorter. I wish they cut it down a little bit because I think it shakes for way too long for the yeah. the logic of the scene to continue. Because it's just like it got off the fucking deck at that point. Okay, number two is Jane. It's Michael's girlfriend who's bringing him to the party. She gets stabbed. Uh, that's it's just a like. It's, it's kind of just a typical stabbing, but I do appreciate that it's done with some with a different kind of implement because it's done with a with a um, ten spike. So I'll give it six point five. I'll give it a seven because that ten spike comes into play for the narrative later on. Yeah, I mean it's also used against uh, Michael too. Yes. So 
I, I like his a little bit better. Yeah, I him also was cut. They they changed a little bit. Yeah, I don't had think a little it bit makes more. much of a difference though. Yeah, it was kind of nominal. So, character Jane doesn't matter. Not a character. She Michael nice. don't, nice couldn't give a shit. Couldn't give a shit less about either one of them. Yeah. So that's they're both they're just body count characters. So, Michael, it's who the party's for. I mean, the good thing about it being for a character that's not there is that we don't know much about the character, but we know that all these characters are his friend. So we don't have to ask. Why is the stoner hanging out with this fucking weird sci-fi guy with this preppy asshole? We don't know because we don't know Michael, which kind of makes it easier to understand and digest these random people here. I think it's a little yeah. smart, a little cheap, but a little smart. Kind of, you're sitting there thinking like, man, Michael must be a popular guy. He's got people from every single fucking clique. Yeah, and, and like one of my favorite things in the movie is it's like, who the fuck invited this asshole? Because the, the fucking soda dude just shotgunned a beer and got shit everywhere. And it's like, oh, it's Michael's best friend. It's like, well, I know why he's here. So good job yeah. on that one. Because I would have asked the same fucking question. Because none of you like him besides these girls. Yeah. So he's a, he is a douchebag. I think it's kind of a smart line for the writing. Yeah. yeah. Michael, uh, whatever. This is not a character. His death. Ten spike in the back. A little bit better. I'll say a seven out of ten. I'll also say a 7 out of 10. Next one is Dan, the, the Woodman. Where he does the Terminator line, he goes, I'll be back. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> that dude's a fucking loser. Like, he looks so fucking, like, trying to be Mr. Cool Guy, and it's like, you know what, man? You're gonna get punched through the chest, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of a replay of six, but... Nah, you can't top sixes. It, yeah, I mean, it's it's still decently well done. He breaks the neck, too. Yeah, the neck breaks pretty cool. Yeah. I'll give it a six out of ten. I'll also give it a six out of ten. I don't think That's it's, just, it's great. It's then the uh, It's the girlfriend of Dan who gets sleeping bagged. That's nine out of ten, easily. If not, uh, it's it's up there, man. I'm it's, gonna it's... give it an eight out of ten for one reason. The What's kill that? is great. I love the comedic timing. My problem is that it doesn't make sense with the way it's edited. Because she goes in the bag, and the zipper is by the head. Oh. And he grabs where her head is, and when he swings, it should be her legs that get broken. Oh, yeah. And then when she drops, you can see her head's all fucked up and comes out of the part that she, that he held on to. So, yeah. like, technically, it doesn't make sense. And that bugs me every time I watch it. I'm like, please tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me it does make sense and I'm just missing Misremembering. Something. Yeah. Yeah, no. It fucking pisses me off every time. Yeah, not, I didn't even notice that. Now you've now you've fucked it up for me. Now it's now that's that's an eight. That's hey, goddamn. Don't blame me. Definitely blame them. <laughs> well, it's obviously them, but I honestly didn't even pay attention yeah, to that when I saw. It it. I was just every time. I was just wrapped up because it's like one of those iconic kills in the, yeah. in the franchise, the entire franchise. I'm it's I'm just it's fucking it sick. For everyone, but like. Oh, I guess I'll just enjoy the one from Jason X. Get your shit straight. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally didn't even realize that they fucked that up. So the extended the extended version of that kill though, taking the, the continuity error out of, out of the equation, the extended version of that kill changes the tone of the killing entirely. 
but I fucking love it. It does. <laughs> so, it changes entirely. It's just, it's it, absolutely I, savage. I'd say it's a better kill for sure. I just like it being a little bit funnier. Yeah. This movie has a lot more comedy in it than a lot of the other ones, except for maybe six. Yeah. It's a little bit less funny than six. I think six definitely set the, the tone for how films from now on are going to follow. Yeah. And speaking of setting the tone, we now have the fucking stockbroking asshole guy, Russell, who's the next guy on the list. Russell. He's Mr. Oh, Russell, party of one. Yeah, fucking... He's all um, mad because you guys are fucking up my, my uncle's fucking cabin. Yeah, he's like the axe to the mouth or whatever. Yeah, was it he gets the axe Was it axe? The axe? It was an axe, yeah, so I thought it was an axe. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. That, uh, that like is that one. one of the scenes that was better in the cut. Cut, yeah. But it, it is still very effective. Because you see the aftermath. Without it. Yeah. The aftermath if you didn't see the aftermath, it, if you didn't see the aftermath, it would have been a very, um, for lack of a better phrase, it would be a blue balled kill. Yeah. Because it's like, it's just like, it's, you know, something nasty happened. Yeah. yeah. But you'll, you're like, well, I want to see it. I'm though. so glad they were able to keep that in there too. If that yeah. wasn't in the final version, that would have really bugged me. Yeah, it would have kind of tanked that kill a little bit. It would probably knock up, knock up at least a full point off. What would you call it for for rating? Eight. I really I, like that kill. I'd give it an eight point five. I love the effect. I think the makeup department did a great job with this movie. Yeah, I mean, again, benefits from having a director who's in the business. Yeah. But man, does it look fantastic! Yeah, it looks how really do you good. how do you feel about Russell as a character? He's he he definitely is not a character I was mad about seeing die. So I think I hate him the most out of all of them. He's not the person I hate the most. Really? We will get to him. I I fucking hate Russell. He's just so annoying. He's he's just kind of like he's that fucking yuppie douchebag. I think it just comes down to like I really hate those people. Oh, you're getting beer all over my uh, my uncle's. the fucking house, bro. Dude, Fuck I, you. I, I've gone to a place like that before. Like, I've actually gone okay. to a cabin that got rented out for, like, a family thing. Yeah. And there was that person that would be like, you know, you're kind of fucking this up. And it's like, dude, just don't fucking invite people to a cabin then if you're that fucking mad about it. Yeah, like, oh, bring fucking, oh, you're spilling beer everywhere. Hand me a roll of bounty, bro. I'll just clean it up. Yeah, that, that's what happened. A fucking fight broke down. It's like, shut the fuck up. He's like, oh, fuck all you guys. It's like, man, okay. maybe this is uh, not a fun time anymore. Yeah, he's kind of just an asshole. So when he, when he dies, I'm not too, too mad. So when Russell has that scene, I'm just like, I lived this, dude. Russell I mean, Party I'm not saying one. I wanted that person to die, but like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Russell Party of One, though, makes me laugh. I think it's still party of one. But I just think Russell's wow. girlfriend is way more interesting than Russell. Yeah, is she? She has charisma. It's got nothing to do with sure, me being sure, a fucking sure, sexual sure, predator, sure, dude. Sure, sure, Alright, sure, don't even try that. Don't even try that. I respect women in these woods. I brought it up last time. <laughs> the respect still stands, dude. Okay? With or without clothes, she's a wonderful woman. Fucking knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, she I'm then dies bus. next. She gets drowned. How do you feel about it? She gets drowned a buck ass naked, and yes. the camera is not hiding it. Yeah, um, it's a little male gazy. By a little, yeah. I mean it's it's very distracting very to watch. Yes, See, they do that scene in other Fridays, but this one lingers a little bit more. I feel so. It's kind of funny because it is vaguely. I don't know. Um, 
I want to say I don't know if this is what they were thinking, but I feel like it's kind of obvious if you've seen the movie. You haven't seen it because we talked about it today. But uh, Jaws, the opening of Jaws, yeah, is literally that scene where it's just like someone's under there. There's a naked lady swimming in the fucking ocean, and the shark gets her. Yeah, uh, same second scene. here. Really wish you didn't say out to everybody. I haven't watched Jaws. I'm <laughs> I'm really not okay with this right now. You're on just, blast. Bro. Just gonna state this: you shouldn't have fucking done that. It's okay. I haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, that's that's such a fucking. Let's get Mike, dude. I'm it's burning my torches. I'm finding his address and I'm killing his family because he hasn't seen Pan's Labyrinth. I don't think anybody's gonna do that for you not seeing Jaws. I feel like someone <laughs> at least lit a torch though. Like people get really I'll fucking say, mad about it. I'll say someone definitely tapped on a keyboard. A yeah. little teeny bit. Yeah. I I want to. It's just one of those things where it's like We'll get to it. It's tough to find time to watch horror films in free time now. The only yeah, one I've that watched was, that not for this podcast is Puppet Master. <laughs> I can't remember what the last movie I just watched by myself that was a horror movie without it being free for the podcast. And I know Jaws is going to be one we cover fairly soon. We'll talk about it. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's just but, playing the waiting game. Yeah, it's an iconic scene. I definitely think that this the scene in the lake here was definitely trying to be that scene from Jaws. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So... Um, yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's fine. You have to it's apologize, just, though. I'm not going to apologize. Alright, I'm long enough. <laughs> Bro, I'm 25 years old. You've had plenty of time to watch Jaws. Yeah, you shouldn't have insulted me at this age. I'm not willing to take it. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I work with you. I'm talking to HR. <laughs> yeah, let me know how that works for you. Never worked for me very well. You know, that, that kills pretty pretty good it's it, again like you brought up the male gazy stuff to it. it it definitely it definitely feels like it's like hey this is our quota for nudity in a movie you know it's not it's not all the nudity in a movie but it, it, it kind of feels like that moment's like hey it's a friday the 13th movie so someone has to skinny dip yeah i gotta say whatever i mean <laughs> i don't know this might just be me but like when shit like this happens in movies nowadays do you just kind of sit back and think like I'm having a tough time enjoying this like I used to. Like, I don't know if it's just me. I think it has it has less to do with just nowadays in general, and more to do with the fact that I'm an adult now. Well, yeah, I I mean just like us growing oh, up. Like, yeah, I mean I don't I, I don't I mean like, like this me too. Sh- like, yes, <laughs> I mean like that stuff's clearly bad, but I'm I mean, not again, thinking about what the directors are doing if it's not talked about already. I'm just thinking like. As I get older, some of those scenes just, like, they feel less necessary to the film. I'm not getting a whole lot more enjoyment as much as, like, I'm starting to ask questions, like, when a scene like this comes up, I ask my questions, like, why would I, like, why do I feel like I would do this differently and less distasteful? It's not about nudity, it's just about, like, the way it's shot, I always feel just a little off for me. I mean, it's, it's a scene there because, hey... Our our main audience is male, yeah, and they want to see nudity, and that is not entirely untrue. I would say for a lot of people, especially in that era when they were going to see slasher movies. I would say nowadays, though, uh, it, it, it's a bit tougher to do those kinds of things, and that's a good thing. 
Yeah. Like, I, I think because the problem is, is like this movie movies in there, there are some movies in this genre that skirted by instead of making a genuinely suspenseful and entertaining movie with solid characters that you can get behind and instead just front loaded it with gore and tits yeah so nowadays like it feels like in the era that we live in where people are being more vocal about this being kind of not a good thing I don't want to say it forces people to try harder but it does feel like we we don't it tokenize it, it, it changes the way especially the way that these films utilize women I just think it changes the way I'm looking at these films nowadays like yeah. it's, it's I like mean, we grew even up in, a certain in masterpiece where... films like there's a scene very similar to this in Nightmare on Elm Street yes and it's very but it's very quick that's my thing I feel like that scene's is, done for nudity bit, though we know it's we know it's still done for nudity but like at yeah. the same time like don't do it in a movie it, it feels so different it feels so tonally different yeah I, but I'll still say like I mean, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Nightmare on Street it's my favorite I think movie. you can easily defend Nightmare but the thing with that is like yeah it definitely it's definitely there for nudity but also in context of the scene it's not her being naked is not contrived she's taking a bath Yes, hundred percent. Whereas they pause, they don't pause the movie for the scene, but like they, they're like, "Hey, it's time, time for nudity." Yeah. Um. So like her being naked in in Nightmare makes sense, and when you do see her naked in Nightmare, it's not like the camera's just absolutely, positively just eating it up. Like it's very quick flashes of nudity. It's over pretty quickly. Yeah. Whereas this goes on for a decent amount of time before the kill happens. Nightmares is done as a way for the story and narrative to transition and things to make sense and things to understand more of this dream world. This is done as a scene selection on the DVD menu saying you know what happens here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's there for guys to say, hey, look, tits. And I'm not saying that Nightmares you can't defend. I think Nightmares you can easily defend way easier. I'm just saying... This is why I look at this scene a little differently in a way where I feel like you could do it differently because I've seen studios do it differently two years ago. Yeah. I agree. It, it's it's one of those things where it's just... Especially in the genre in the 80s, it just feels like it's, it's checking something off for one thing. It's like, hey, look, skinny dipping scene. Here's our quota. Not, well, not, this is part of our quota for nudity for the movie because this is what the men come. This is half of what the men come here to see. They don't come here to see people talk or have intellectual conversations. They come to see people die and people get naked. Yeah. And that's. And I I didn't mean to segue this into a big debate on. We did this in four, so we do it a lot. It's because like sometimes it does feel a little distasteful, and I feel like we kind of have to talk about it if it lingers in us. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, like, linger as much. Like fours is distasteful sometimes. It really four, is. Uh, four is also really colored by listening. When I listened to that commentary, yeah. it changed my perspective entirely on every scene of that movie that has nudity in it. But this one, I feel like you could do the scene differently. And I look yeah. at it a little differently because I feel like I would want to do it a little different. It, it doesn't feel as mean. nudity, but it definitely isn't like fucking disrespectful to the woman. Yeah, it, it it is definitely male gazing. You can't get yeah, around that. It is, but 
when you're sitting there watching this, like when you watch some of the stuff that happens in four, you know certain characters exist entirely to be naked. And again, from listening to the commentary and listening to behind the scenes stuff with the director, it makes it feel much dirtier. Whereas it's like, this is one of those things where it's like, the producers are like, hey, this is what we got to do. This is what the franchise is about. And it feels a lot less mean than than some of the stuff in four. So it's easier to get around in this one. And that includes later on in the movie with Robin. Um, it doesn't feel nearly as bad, especially the stuff with Robin, because it, it is not very long. Stuff with Robin? Is it Robin? Is her name Robin? I feel like I'm yeah, confusing her with a character from five. That's like really bad with the the literally camera perfectly there for no other reason just to show her naked. I thought that, that was, was Robin. The worst to me. I thought that was Robin. I thought her. I thought that Robin was Robin. Robin is this movie. Okay, I can't remember what her name was, but um, I, yeah, I knew it, I was gonna forget some of them. I don't. The, the nudity. Like, I don't care. The nudity in this movie, while at times again it, it feels male gazy, it doesn't feel nearly as dirty and gross as four and five could feel. So it, it, it does kind of it sits in the back of my mind. I do rem, I do feel it while I'm watching it, but I'm also sitting there saying like again, this is playing into the genre tropes at the time. You know, this is this is well deep into the the slasher genre, where we've established that this is what happens in, in slasher films, and that's what they were doing at the time. So it could have been worse. I mean, hey, again, like this is something that happens in, in Jaws. Steven Spielberg fucking did this scene. It, I'll say it is a little bit more in your face, I'd probably say, in this than it is in Jaws. Yeah. But it, it is a very similar scene in Jaws. So I know they've done it again, too. You can, you can dunk on this. Or we're going to dunk on this. We're not going to go dunk on Steven Spielberg. Come on, guys. Yeah. So. Regardless, the drowned death, give it a rating. That's 6.5. It's fine. I give it a 5. It's whatever. It's just fine. I don't. I don't I, really care much for. It. I like the build I like, up. I yeah, I like the build up a lot. Yeah. I, like, I think maybe you know what? I'll give it a to... six because it's right after the death of the boyfriend, and I like yeah. the way the actress sells it. I, I think say, the actress does a good job as this character. She's funny. She's likable. I really think al- they do a good job. Also, also, I think it's really good that she she sees Michael's dead body, and I'm like, Michael, what the fuck am I saying? Russell. Russell's dead body. And she doesn't run into the shore because she probably is. Uh, I, would, I mean, it's a little bit of inferencing, but she's probably assuming that the killer's on the shore, so she stays in the water. Yeah. Too bad. He wasn't on the shore anymore. But she actually kind of makes a good decision. It just happens to be that Jason has teleportation powers. So. Yes, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go. So, how do you feel about the character? Again, like their their dynamic is kind of just there. Um, as far as the the characters in the movie are concerned, like they don't leave a huge imp- like Russell leaves a huge impression just because he's an asshole. I I don't think she really leaves a giant impression for this, me at least. This watch through, I feel like she leaves more of an impression. She makes There's jokes a- like when I saw the size of your giant wallet. She makes the joke about that. Yeah, that she's talking to the other girls because Ben and his girlfriend are fighting. And yeah. the ad stuff feels more real, and I like it. I think it's pretty cool. But 
it's not a great character by any means, but I yeah. think the small character stuff in these movies is what like, drives me through. And like, you know, I do really like this stuff, and that's one of them. Yeah. Also, did I miss? Because we're gonna get to them soon, anyways. But did I miss the reason why Ben and his girlfriend are fighting? Because honestly, I, I was confused. I I think it's assumed, but I'm pretty sure it's because he cheated on her. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like they don't really. I, I feel like from what I, I remember, they don't explain. They don't come out and say, "Hey, he did this. This is why I'm mad at him." Yeah. Well, when I so. when they talk about it in the film, I think it's easy to infer that. But I feel like when I was watching it, I'm like, "Oh, I know it's because he cheated on her, and that's what happens." But when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, "You don't say that, though. You're not telling yeah. me he actually did that." But I think it is pretty easy to assume with the, the dialogue maybe it's just i'm sitting there watching them like them arguing and then they just kind of make up and i'm like i feel like about? if a guy goes up to a girl and says what do you want to do punch me in the face it's like i think it's fair to assume that he cheated on her it's not like he fucking ran over her dog or something and he goes like yeah what do you want to do punch me in the face yeah i fucking killed your dog like yeah i mean i i, I don't know really what like again like it is a bit of inferring because they really don't Yes, say anything about it, it. and and the uh there's no cut scene that that fills in that blank either no. so it, it's kind of just one of those things where it's like i guess they wanted to have two characters at odds for some reason yeah but you'd think that they would have them at odds so that one of them can storm off and die but then they make up and have sex in the van and then they split yeah. up while doing that and then die so I, I the whole the whole like dramatic subplot between them doesn't make sense it's just kind of there. It is just there. It's definitely yeah. an assumed thing. Yeah. We're going Anyways. to get to Ben very soon. Very soon. The next death is, we've talked about being one of the meanest kills in the, the franchise. Oh, my God. It's Poor Maddie. Girl. Poor girl. It's the girl who is fighting she wants her to best bang friend. The, to yeah, she wants to bang the, the stoner, uh, stoner douchebag. Yeah, David. Yeah, and she gets all prettied up for it, and then yeah, she and she gets chased around relentlessly too. Like it's not even like she dies quickly. Like she gets she like continuously chased. Well, not chased, but like kind of cornered around this barn. The, yeah, it's a really well done sequence. Yeah, it is. It's a very it just, well done. It sequence. really it's really depressing because she didn't deserve it. No. <laughs> it's I mean, it's not the it's not the meanest kill in the series, but it's close. Yeah. It's close. <sighs> what would you give it? See, the buildup is so good, and the chase is so good, and there's a real, there's a real depression, depressing emotional component to it because you're just like, this girl deserves better than this. But the kill itself is kind of just okay. Really, I love it. I love it because of the scream, though. Yeah, it's just, it's not something that really sticks out in my mind. Other than the fact that it's just like this poor girl got stuffed out for no fucking reason. <laughs> you are right. It's just the way that it's shot in the performances that I love. With his hands, one busting out to grab her, and the next with a scythe, you're like, well, uh, fuck, dude. That's yeah. awesome. It is pretty cool. It's not like you don't see her get killed or anything, but I just think the way it's shot is so well done. I can't remember if that has any more to it or not. I can't remember if that was one of the cutscenes or not. If they had anything. It's more cut, to that. but it's cut for a different reason. I don't think you don't see her die, if I remember, but you see the buildup to that scene being very different. Yeah, I, I. 
I I'm actually, kinda, I'm glad that was cut though. I like I'm, the way she dies better than in the cutscene. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a sucker for scythe-related shit. Yeah, because I love that kind of. It's not this movie doesn't take place in October, but that shit reminds me of harvesting in October. So, and it's in a barn, kind of. No, not kind of. It's in a barn. Yeah. So, oh man, fuck. I just love Friday stuff in a barn too. I just feel like it fits very well. Eight. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. It sounds sacrilegious. Not a lot goes on, but the way it's performed and everything leading to it, I just think it's done very well. It's it's nice to be able to be not happy about a kill, but like to praise a kill in this franchise. That most of the reason why it's good is because of the character. I agree. It's it, it's a it really is a throwback. Like my idea, like two two of the meanest kills in the franchise are two of like the most endearing characters in the franchise. And that is Mark and her. I agree. Um, so it's like, it's really depressing to watch her die. But because you're kind of behind her, because you feel bad for her, it makes the kill stronger. Do you think the she's the most endearing character in this movie besides Tina? I really like, I really like the love interest. I really He's like great. him. Um, I just wanted I would the say, character. I would say I out really of the like. other teenagers, I would say. <sighs> there's more than you think. Like it's there's stereotypes, but they're they're kind of fun. I have a feeling. I'm worried. To, I'm worried to know which character you think's more endearing. Okay, we'll, we'll find out. I'm worried to know because I feel like it's the character I really don't like in this movie. This probably this watch be kind of funny. There's one. There's one line with him that I like, and the rest of it I hate. So we'll get there. Maddie as a character, though, I think she's really likable. She's really endearing. I have a lot of fun with her. Whenever she's on screen, you know, she's the the most polite to Tina. And I just like under. I like. I really like underdogs, and she's the underdog in the movie. Yeah, I, I think she's great. She just gets fucking spat on for being an underdog too. Yeah. I mean, they all die anyways. Really I like the kind of subversion of it. You know, she's if anything the virgin of the story too. So. Yeah, and she's the one, well. I mean, obviously. Tina is yes, but probably probably hasn't had sex. Yeah, <laughs> considering she's been in a insane asylum. Yeah, unless it's a Rob Zombie insane asylum, then you never know. Yeah, we're getting past this, so we're gonna we're gonna Maddie's cut that. Cool. We're next we're kill, definitely we're definitely gonna cut that out. Yeah. That was a bad joke, but no, also no, no, true. No. Yeah, I'm not cutting it out because it is true. Fuck. Fuck. Rob <laughs> next kill, Ben. Theatrical. Just give me a rating. Theatrical. Theatrical. Head crushed in. Boom. I'd still give it a 7.5. You're very nice. I give it a 6.5. Yeah, I would still give it a 7.5 because I like the build up to it. You know what? I'll give it a 7 because the actor does a good job with Scream 2. Yeah, I, I think I think he does a pretty good job. And I think the sound design for it, as little of it as we get, is pretty decent. So yeah. I, I really, I do like that. That's a Another cutscene. Oh, fucking absolute banger probably 9.5 10 out of 10 it's, yeah, it's one man. of the best kills in the franchise if it was I, actually I totally in the agree. Movie. it's so good if the it was watermelon movie, head bop if, if it was in the movie it would be borderline the best kill in the franchise it'd I be exactly. up there it's so, good. it's so depressing that that's not the full scene now ben is a character he's fine i mean he's fine like ah. again we, we discussed like his his existence in the movie and with with his girlfriend is just to have a characters arguing I think they have a good chemistry, though. 
after they get back together, they're kind of fun together. Yeah, they're cute. I love. But then them. they, but then they die. Yeah. <laughs> so for most of the movie, like they're they're arguing over something we don't fucking know about. So it feels like we're sitting there witnessing an argument. It, I mean, it's kind of realistic. Like if you sh- if we're imagine we're from our point of view, we're other people at the party and we show yeah. up in the middle of something. We don't know what's going on. We're I, not yeah. part of this friend group. I, we I don't do know. Like They're not going to tell us. That's but, that's why I like this movie with the characters. Stereotypes are not like. It feels like a good setting. Like characters coming for a person that isn't there. The dynamics would be very different. Very you know dynamic in general. Yeah. It's, it's very skewed with perspectives. Things happen that, oh, well, I don't know what happened. Why the fuck are they fighting? We'll figure it out as it goes along, or we won't. But then we I don't. I think that's neat. It is it, it's cool. Just, it's just sad to me because it seems like a lot of the identity of those two characters is tied to that kind of them being at odds, and us not actually getting the full picture for that makes any kind of yeah. arc that they would have had mean nothing like them yeah. them resolving it together means nothing yeah it also doesn't help the fact that like after that happens they're fucking dead like yeah. jason's over here like i hope you're having fun are they fucking okay it's game time like, it's <laughs> exactly game. it's like they're really fun together when they make up but yeah. again like literally in five fucking minutes after they make up they're dead so it really doesn't matter at the end of the day but individually like I like the girl yeah separately like I like her I like him fine enough separately too together they have about two minutes of, of screen time where I, I genuinely understand what's going on because the rest of the time I have no idea what the fuck's going on with them yeah so that's that next kill is the girlfriend with the party horn in the eye that I'm not gonna lie I really like that kill do you Give me a rating. I, I like the cut version better. It is better. I don't um, think it needs to be in the movie, but it's I better. just, I like the concept of that kill a lot. I just, I think it's really funny. Um, as executed in the actual movie, though, a seven. I give it a six. I just like the idea I of like that. I like the sound. A lot, yeah. <laughs> I just like the sound, really. But, like, if, if, if we got the full version of it, that's probably an eight. I really like that kill. A lot I would give it a seven with the full version. I still don't. I'm not over the moon about it, but I I totally get why you like it. Yeah, I really. I just think that's really funny. Yeah, that's the kind of that kind of shit makes me laugh really hard. So we already talked about Kate as a character. You like her a lot. I think she's a fun character. Also, feel the same way. You don't get enough with her though, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Next character, David Pot Smoker. You hate him, don't you? Nope. You don't? He's, he's not the one that I hate. No, I just feel like you don't like him by the way you talk about him. He's, so he's just kind of whatever, dude. Like, he's just, he, again, like, we talked about how, like, a lot of these are really um, stereotypical. He's just a fucking stoner douche. Like, he's, he's just there. Um, and it's irritating. I don't know. From his perspective, I guess it doesn't matter any port in a storm. But like it's just it's so me. Like maybe it's maybe my my opinion of him is is so colored poorly because of Maddie, Maddie, and me being like, come on, man, you're an asshole. <laughs> but like at the same time, it's like it's worse with whatever. the cut scene though because he's literally an asshole to her. Yeah. If if you don't have that scene, he never sees her. Yeah. It, so so it's not. I can't get mad about a scene that's not actually in the movie. Yeah. Um. 
he's just again he's just one of those characters like he's just filling uh, a character he's just filling a quota Sli- yeah he's just the oh, he's he's the guy who smokes all the fucking joints and and has all the weed and fucking shotguns beers and spills them all over the place there's one line he delivers that i think is genuinely funny which one when they they're talking about like you can make me a sandwich get your own sandwich like me caveman me okay yeah hungry. that's angry like yeah. that shit's funny to me uh, I'm like me 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 caveman go procure food or whatever also sorry, no me me caveman hunter gatherer yeah that shit's really funny that his delivery it's so actually funny. It, it's actually kind of cute it is with them but so, i also don't like the girl because of the way she acts towards maddie because she's supposed to be her friend but we'll get to that i will also say their scene together is clearly a sex scene for nudity. Yeah, it's it's straight up there because hey, but sex time. It is probably don't hold it against me. I think the best sex scene in the Friday franchise. It's one of the more tasteful ones for it's sure. It's tasteful. It's meant to show characters being together. It yes. has a reason to have nudity, but it also fills it's, a quota. There's also not that much. Like it, it, they, you briefly see things. Yeah. It's not super duper I, like. I love. I, I don't. I sound like fucking perfect, but like, I love the way it's done. I think it's really fucking it's, tastefully it's, it's done. It's well filmed. It's well. It is well filmed. Lit. I don't know. I, I don't want to say it like it's, it's well filmed. It's well lit. Like I'm sitting here like yeah. analyzing every frame yeah. of the sex scene. You're, you're like, over here with like a yeah, fucking monocle. Good. Like I don't want to speak for the others, but I am a booby connoisseur. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that. It's oh, hard to no. talk about it like that. Oh, no. I think out of the way you could have done the movie, they do a good job with this. You could have you could have very easily taken that scene and made it super duper gratuitous, and I don't think it is. Well, look at compare it to like the remake. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Every single scene of nudity in, in the fucking remake is gratuitous. Yeah. There isn't. There is not a tasteful moment in that fucking movie. <laughs> um. So when you but it, and, it, and it, it knows it. Really yeah, it was way better. But yeah, it's definitely one of those movies. Where it's, it's another thing with the franchise. Again, it's the franchise. It's like, hey, there's someone's gonna fuck. We're gonna show it. it is what it is. You know, you you could again I, talk talk all day about how it's male gazy. It is. It's yeah. it's just gonna be. It's gonna be. It's directed. They're all directed by males. It's it gonna is. be male gazy. I would say that it's probably one of the more respectful Are ones you though. The person that brought up to me saying like, I wonder what a Friday film would be like directed by a woman. Yes. Yeah. I would I would like to see that. It will never happen. I think it kind of happened with 78. Yeah, technically. Well, but, well, not technically, but kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it is as close to that as I think we're ever going to get. Because if we ever get another Friday the 13th movie, it's going to be directed by a man. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. So. So, David's death, I think, is pretty whatever. It's just one of those things. I would happens. literally give it like a four out of ten because it's so yeah. not. It just ex- it, it merely exists. Yeah. So what yeah, four out of ten. Four, 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 uh, four point five. It's not like it's poorly handled. It's just boring. So. Well, with the way Maddie's treated in the movie, and like she's more sympathetic, and like the scene followed with him having like kind of a love sex scene with the girl. You should be more tied to this character, so the death should be a little bit more impactful. So yeah. I feel like they kind of dropped the ball a bit. So that's why I'm giving it a four out of ten. I mean, the literal execution yeah. of the of the kill itself is just it just exists. It's there. Yeah. I it's not like it's a poorly it edited kill. It's not. I mean, it, it is edited the way it was going to be edited. It just the kind best of thing about the the kill is the aftermath when you get his head. That's yeah, 
that's it. That's actually really good for it reveal. Is. But yeah. that's not part of the kill. I give it a 4 out of 10 because it should be better. They should have yeah. done something different. Again, it just merely exists. Yeah, and I'm not talking about a crazy kill or something, but something different. This just yeah. felt I agree. in there last minute. Now, after him, we're going to go not to Robin, the girl, but Eddie, which is the sci-fi writer. I fucking hate him. You hate him? I fucking hate him. Why do you hate him? He's just so irritating. Every yeah. time he opens his mouth, he has nothing good to say until he until literally he's about to die. When he I... when he's when he's opening the cards in the presence, that shit's funny. Oh, it's really funny. Everything else that he says in the entire Dude, movie, I fucking hate all of it. That fucking line where he goes personal penis enlarger and he does a thing with a magnifying glass yeah that's, that shit like that, is so that stuff that stuff is really funny that might be the funniest joke i've ever seen in a friday, in a friday movie because the way he sells it, it he's just like really <laughs> yeah i i think that stuff is really funny everything else that involves him i hate i just like i he's such a grating presence in this movie he's my least favorite character in the movie easily i think the stuff with melissa makes him way more sympathetic I just I don't care, like it, I I have nothing to endear him to me for me to give a shit about him when he gets when he gets turned down like that from Melissa, like there's nothing about him that I like, and he's a character I should relate to a lot more than I do because he's a writer, and I just he's so annoying with his with his you know pontificating about his writing, it's uh, yeah. really just irritating. I don't know I know a guy who's very much very similar to this. I don't mean to sound rude like this. The dude I know is very similar to this guy. So, like, I feel more sympathetic because, like, this character feels like someone I would meet in real life. Yeah. And, like, the shit that goes down to him, I do feel genuinely bad. Yeah, I mean, I he have no doubt... He is definitely that, annoying in the film. I have no doubt that he's a character that it would be a real a person that would be real. You know, I could meet that person on the street. I could meet that guy at a convention. I have yeah. no doubt about that. That doesn't mean I like him. I think he's fucking terrible. I, I, it's not the actor's fault. It's not the I actor's fault. The, the material... The material is bad. Like every time he opens his mouth with a new idea for for a fucking movie or, or sci-fi or a story or whatever, I'm just like, shut your fucking mouth, just shut Space up. I don't want to hear. Because it's, it's just it's it's like I don't want to compare it to like it's Big Bang Theory kind of shit. It's like this is what a nerd sounds like. She's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like I I know that there's people who exist like this, but it's not. It, a lot of it's played for laughs, and it's not funny to me. I don't find it funny. So every time he opens his mouth, I'm just like, this is stupid. This is a waste of time for me. <laughs> like, I don't think it's every time. I think it's the stuff at the party, but his scene with Melissa where he genuinely goes like, I thought you liked me. And she's like, well, I didn't, but I gave you a chance. He's like, why would you lie like that? Like, that's so fucking yeah, heartbreaking. Th- the that delivery goes like, why would you lie? He sounds that, like a little kid who just got fucking like his heart broken. That shit's fine, but to me, when they when they turn it around at the end with the fucking line about how he handles rejection because he's been rejected by all these fucking magazines, it kills it. Absolutely murders that that scene for me. I don't think so. It it does it, it removes the for me the the effectiveness of any kind of drama. That I mean, again, at the same time though, like that scene working for me, predic is kind of predicates on me having any kind of endearment to that character, and I have none. Like I just don't care for the character at all. So I mean, I don't like him beforehand, but I feel objectively, like... objectively, what Melissa does to him is a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. Like objectively, yeah. she's an asshole, and you know, too bad for him. But I just don't care for the character. So I don't get super invested in what happens to him. So it, it doesn't bother me. He, I, I was worried that 
that was the guy you were just like yeah i fucking love this character I was no like, i don't I love him i think him. it's very sympathetic for what happens to him where it's like regardless of not like he very much is a dude who's a sh- like he's not very good at his craft he gets shit on a lot and the yeah. cut scene obviously showcases that line before which is to foreshadow the shit with melissa yeah but it's not in the movie and the stuff with Melissa is genuinely bad because she's using him this entire time and he's only playing along to get with her. She turns the car and be like, yeah. well, I never fucking cared about you. I was hoping Nick would come back. And he just seems like he's just fucking shot down terribly. And yeah. I, I think the way that it's played out with the way the actor sells it is really good. I don't yeah. love him, but I think that makes him sympathetic right before his death. Then he dies and that sucks. But now... Besides the character, how do you feel about the death? Great, because he's dead. Really? You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> give me a rating for his death. Fucking 10 out of 10. Fucking yeah. dead. You know, honestly, I don't even... Honestly, I don't even remember... Cuts his neck. Dog. Goes okay. behind him, slices the neck. It's better in the... Uh, the cover. In the cut version. The cut version, yeah, that's right. One You're, yeah, I'm remembering now. His head comes back into play where he's on the fucking plant and she yeah. sends the plant. I like that shit. <clears throat> but I'd say the kill itself is just kind of there, so I'll probably give it like a 5, 5.5. Yeah, I'd give it like a 6, only because I like the scene in general. 10 out of 10 for retribution, 5.5 for actual kill. I really just don't like that character. You're fucking so indifferent today. That's fine. The next death is Robin. So, we talked about the cut death. This death isn't bad. I just think it's a kind of a, a replay of an earlier kill in the franchise that is handled much better. Um, because she gets thrown out the window. And... What the fuck was that? I'm on a main street, dude. I got nothing else to say. I thought it, it sounded like a voice. It sounded like a fucking poltergeist went through your room. That'd be way more interesting than some fucking <laughs> asshole on a shitty car. Like it scared the shit out of me. I thought it was. A, it sounded like a man's voice to me through through your. Well, your you microphone. should see a therapist. But yeah, yeah. Robin's death. I think it's kind of eventful. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where it just it just happens. It's I would literally give it a four out of ten because it means so nothing. Yeah, I'll give it. I would go as far as to give it a four point five. It's just it, it, it's fine in execution. It's fine. I, I think it could be better in execution. Actually, no. If I say if I say it's fine, it should be at least a five. So, I guess five. It just it's one of those kills that's that's kind of just there. The see, cut version of it much better. See, that's why I give it a four. You shouldn't compare it. I understand that it's not yeah, fair. That's, but like, I'm trying not to do that. But the thing is, like, it feels unoriginal. It feels stale and it feels like it's not that's, necessary. And the yeah. cut kill shows that they didn't want to do it that way. And that's shown with how it plays out in the movie. It's an aftermath. It it's doesn't kind of matter. Fun. It's kind of funny too, because I'm sure it was I'm sure it was changed for, for ratings version for, for ratings reasons. But like really honestly, they don't show that much. Yeah. It's not really not that overly bloody or gory, honestly. Should have so, paid off the fucking committee, it, man, gotten that R rating with all that shit in there. It must have just been you know, uh, it must have just been like, hey, 
either cut this out and redo it, or you have to cut this kill that you really want. Um, kind of like part four, where they were like cutting a, a lot of shit around because they wanted to keep the death of Jason as intact as possible. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it as as the, the kill itself stands on its own, it's fine. So I'll give it a five. It just exists. It's not poorly executed. It's just not interesting in comparison to what it could have been. And then if you bring the other one into the the, the cut version of it into the equation, it's way fucking better. The the cut version is way better. I say the cut um, version is like an eight. But out you of 10. you you would have to restructure certain things a little bit yeah. in order to make it make sense, or you could just say fuck it, <laughs> like four did. Um, but. Yeah, it, you had to give a rating for the cut version. What would you do? I say I think I think it's it's pretty good, pretty good one, pretty All good right. rating for it. Next one is the mom. If you look at the back, you don't see it except in like the the vision, really. I think that's a pretty. Uh, mean-spirited kill too. It is quite mean, but I it's also it's completely in character. I, I like it. I like it and I don't like it. But the reason I don't like it has nothing to do with the actual quality of the kill. It's just because I fucking hate the Doctor character. We'll get it's it. such a But that's why it's a but good it, kill. But it's why it, it makes you hate that asshole so much more. Yeah. Um, I gave it a 7.5. I will give it an eight for effectiveness. It's as a as a tool for the story. It really works pretty Actually, well. Actually, you know, what? I'll give it a seven point five because in the movie, it's not as effective as it could have been. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think seven point five is pretty on point. The cutscene, I would give it like an eight point five. Yeah, it's much better. All right. It's Mask. kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy though because four, like they totally were like, we're not gonna kill the mom on screen. We're not gonna do that. Seven's like, fuck you. And your mother, we're killing her on screen. I like this mom way better than Thor's mom too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, she 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 feels more. Uh, I like them both a lot. But she just feels more real. She just it's, it's more, a bit different with, character. With the dire with, with the dire circumstances that Tina goes through, she has more to do. Yeah, as a character. But the other one's like she's endearing as a mom. Like she feels yeah. like a perfectly good mom. Yeah. Um, just but like I said, more material, more to do. It's just kind of it's just like it's kind of funny. Like this franchise went from. Not killing no parents, too. Fuck your mom. <laughs> I'm killing her now. So, yeah, I, I I think that kill's pretty good. I do I do think that the the cut version is stronger. For sure, I would agree with your rating, eight point five. Next one is the doctor. Fuck him. Thank so, God he dies. You said that you hate cut the most better. out of any of the characters. This is why I'm saying that's not possible. You can't tell me you hate any more than the fucking. Okay, so I'll fine. We'll 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 re. We'll rephrase. He's the worst teenager. Okay. Or if they're teenagers, <laughs> I think they're teenagers. I don't know. Some you of them hate old, Eddie more old. than Melissa. Yes. Because I enjoy watching Melissa, even though she's a piece of shit. Okay, buddy. I enjoy the okay, actress's no, no, performance no. better. Doctor's death than the doctor. So the, the doctor's death. I want to say perfect, but. The cut version is way better, so it's not perfect. Yeah, it's not. It it's doesn't just, have the same hit. It's just that knowing that his death was extremely painful makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I, I would say that has a bad job selling the kill too. Yeah, it's not the greatest. I would I would probably give it like a seven point five. Yeah, he hinders it. I say the cut version is like an eight point five. Yeah, the cut version's really good and it's very um, satisfying to watch considering how much of a fucking garbage human being that character is. Yeah, he's he's a fucking terrible. Like when piece when of he shit. grabs he's the, the mom worst and... human character I think in the Friday franchise. One hundred percent, easily. Uh, we, we'd have to think about it. I'd like to say 100%, but you really might have to think about it. Yeah, I, we'd have to. Th- we really have to think about that. I don't know. Um, Maybe it's. A I, good I think that, to pose. but I would say it's definitely a safe bet. Yeah. Uh, but Off when the he top gra- of my head, I would say so. When he grabs the mother and, and throws her in front of Jason and kills her, I was just like, that, that's like a stand out of my seat and start yelling kind of moment. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. I happened when I was a teenager, I was watching with like two of the people, and they all just got fucking so mad at that scene, like, fuck this guy. Like, yeah, because it's like, he's an, asshole. he's an asshole the entire time. Yeah. He um, lies, he manipulates. He lies, he's using her for his own research purposes, not trying to rehabilitate her. So he's a piece of shit. Yeah, so like, don't get me wrong, he's an asshole the entire time. That moment takes it to a different fucking level. Oh, though. absolutely. And when he dies, honestly, could have made it worse. That's the, yeah, I, I agree. So I wish I, I kind of wish I kind of wish the tenth state came back into play because he hit it. Yeah, but it doesn't. Like and he it's, fell it's, and like his it's arm an important, got in the stake or something. Yeah, it's an important thing though for her for Tina to find it because it tips her off that she knows she's not crazy. Yeah. So, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But yeah, he, he's a piece of shit. Fuck him. So yes, I'll rephrase. He is the worst teenager. He is the worst character. The final character death. My favorite death in the movie. Melissa. <laughs> it's so Dude, I, I, think, I think I texted you or Snapchatted you right after that scene. And I just started laughing. I was laughing my ass off. Because she's so just like, she's funny. like, fuck you. Opens the door. <laughs> right through the head. Grab thrown over the goddamn television. Oh, oh my so god, good. that's funny. And the cutscene's a little better. But, a little bit. It's, but it's not that like it, is it, a it doesn't. It doesn't change death. Yeah, it doesn't change it so significantly that I'm just like so mad that it wasn't in the movie. But my God, this is so satisfying. Ten out of ten. My favorite 100%. kill in this movie. One so of my favorite kills funny. in general. It's so good. Cause she, I mean, she's a piece of shit the entire movie. She's, she's an asshole the bitch. entire time. Nobody I know would say, "Let's bully her for being in an institute." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's my thing. So like, the, fucked. She, I can get away with her. She's, oh, she's just an annoying, annoying preppy, you know, popular girl. But once she does the whole, you, you were in an institute joke on her. I'm like, you are actually a terrible human yeah, being. That is and, like 80s high school bully level, which obviously. And I'll sit here and be kind of be like, hey, you know what? It's probably good that you didn't live to reproduce because I don't want more of you in this world. Yeah, I mean, in the 80s, it's like, hey, Monster Squad. <laughs> Why is fat kid so fat? Why is fat kid so fat? <laughs> yeah. When it's Horus. Yeah, we so... We don't make bullies like we used to in the 80s. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Well, yeah, no. Melissa's death so satisfying, so... Good. Not a death, but we should talk about it anyways. The fight between Tina and Jason. Awesome. Sick I would do nothing fuck. differently. Absolutely not. Nothing. I can't think of a single thing. The, the mask cracking, the fall of the stairs. Even the, the make, characters the trying to walk first around, get around the stairs... Her trying to wake up Nick when he gets knocked out when she drags him down under. Dude, when Psycho he, when, shit. When he when he fucking 
they like swing the fucking light and it smashes him in the head and he falls backwards and through the stairs. When the first time I saw this movie, that was a straight up gasp moment. Like I was that stunt is so good. That's so fucking good. Awesome. Just more the firewalk. More proof that Jason Voorhees is the densest fucking being in the world. Yeah, because he just he absolutely just falls backwards and absolutely tanks a flight of stairs. Heavy set. Yeah, he's a big boy. Um, he's, he, uh, he's dude. He's just he's just waterlogged, bro. Bulking, nothing. Absolutely, he's absolutely waterlogged from being in that lake for a long time. It's funny too because he's just got his bone showing. It's like I can see your bones, my friend. Why are you so heavy? <laughs> it's pure muscle, bro. Pure muscle. Everything. Not, not an inch of fat on him. That went first. The fish ate that first. Um, yeah. You know, that, that entire fight is really satisfying. Like, like we talked about before, hottest performance where he's actually using his face to emote his, like, how he feels during this shit, which you don't get enough of with Jason, especially yeah. unmasked. When the nails go in his head and he's fucking pissed off, he rips them out. Yeah. Like, you know, we, like... You see him kill people, and it's like, yeah, whatever. There it is, like, fuck these kids. But when you see him, that face just says, like, I can't wait to fucking murder you. It's so yeah, cause good. A lot of the big jokes about um, Ken Hodder's Jason is that he's a very big... Like, he's very he very breathy guy. Like, he's, his yeah. shoulders are always going. He's breathing really heavy. He's like, I'm fucking mad all the time. And it's yeah. like, all that's kind of funny in the other movies because you can't see his face yeah but once the mask comes off and you see him fucking breathing hard with his um, like just emoting his pure fucking fury yeah it changes the game completely he's he's absolutely terrifying you'll um, never see him this angry unmasked ever again like no you won't so you won't see my ma- you won't see him uh you will see him unmasked again yeah. but uh it will not look nearly as good uh but yeah, he, oh my god, that whole fight, the firewalk too, is really good. The firewalk is really longest good. stunt with somebody on fire in Hollywood history. Yeah, is that is that the one where he um he burnt himself, I or is that before? So. Yeah, I, I, I remember. So. I know he's got he's got severe. He had severe burns on his his hands. That's why he wears gloves all the time. Um. I don't. I couldn't remember if that was for this or if it was for another movie that he did before he was Jason. I would have to assume if it's the longest fire stunt in history. Like, his his documentary, I think, is on Shutter, and I've been meaning to watch it. I probably have the answer if I watched it, but I mean, I haven't watched it yet. It's hell and back. Um, yeah. Oh man, well, there was another part of the fight that I really wanted to talk about too. It is pretty cool watching him fucking tank gunshots too. Yeah. Something we we will see. It, it is something later too. Funny knowing like whenever he doesn't kill someone it's like because nick shoots at him and he just fucking pushes him and knocks him out it's like he just throws him into the boat to be fair you should have ripped his heart out like <laughs> i've seen you do it why are you just pushing him like is he that but, much but of I'm a also, threat maybe it's like glad that you didn't like it's maybe it's like a threat level thing like that guy came at him with a fucking shovel and he's like well i felt pain i ripped your heart out Maybe yeah. the gunshots, he's like, well, I don't feel anything. I'll give him a little tug. I, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I sit there and I'm like, I don't want Nick to die, but you have no reason not to kill the man. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm surprised because I was watching him. Like, I, I honestly didn't remember if he lived or not. 
when I finished the movie. So I was I was watching the movie and we got to the finale and I was literally expecting he fired the gun. I was expecting that's it, he's dead. Yeah. And he didn't die and I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, I always remember because it's maybe just, maybe he yeah, just maybe he was just shoving him out of the way and saying like, well, I gotta focus on Tina. Tina's the threat. Yeah. But maybe. I don't know. That's the best in- uh, thing uh, I would think about. Another really good part of of, of the fight. Or uh, when they when they encounter each other is when she fucking rips down the uh, electrical line and shocks the fuck out of She's him. Like he falls fucking face hanging first. him too. Yeah, he, but he falls face first into that puddle of water. It's yeah. Fucking absolute, absolutely merciless stunt. Yeah, I fucking love the throwdown, man. People joke about this movie being you know the Carrie versus Jason thing. They they were running out of ideas apparently. Well, that's why the movie was but made is because it's they fucking funny. Film and they couldn't. They couldn't do Freddy yet. Yeah, it, I, I'm sorry. It's it's fire. I don't give a fuck. That's that shit's fun. It's just again, throw down in this movie also ten times better than throw down in Freddy vs Jason. Oh, easily, fucking easily. It's not a fucking martial arts fight for no goddamn reason. I mean, to be fair, that movie's very of its time. That movie's dumb, but <laughs> but it's it's entertaining. This one. But no, fuck. this is actually legitimately like I'm. I actually like really enjoy watching this movie and, and the throwdown at the end movie, is man. the throwdown at the end is a big part of why like the throwdown is really entertaining so there's it's easy to say this is still our top four nothing has changed besides the placement of these films but these four are still our four favorite would you agree two four six and seven Two, six, seven, four. That's you like seven more than four. I'm starting to. I think I like you a little bit more today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think so. That might maybe my opinion of that might change tomorrow. I don't know. That's that's just off hey, the cuff. Buddy. But just talking about this movie is reminding me how much I actually really just enjoy watching this movie. Because four, like, it, it's not four's fault technically. No, it's but if know. I didn't watch it. If I didn't watch that commentary. And didn't paint that movie so dirtily to me. I probably wouldn't have said what I just said. I think four is a better movie than it both. does hurt. I think four four is the best made movie yes. in the franchise easily. Um, it has the the director that is probably the most sure of himself in the entire yeah. franchise. It also happens to have one of the biggest assholes for a director, yeah. and it kind of taints the movie. And- so. It sucks. It's sad because I really, really, really loved four for the longest time. And it's tough too because a lot of people love four. It, it, it really hurts when you're the one guy being like, "I just like these other ones better." Like if I walked up to someone and said, "Hey, I think part seven is better than four, I might have to get into a fist fight that night. But whatever, I'm gonna. Could be worse. Could be route. worse. You could say you could say nine's better. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say. Even this is some shit, but like six, seven, two, four. Like I, I just love seven for so much enjoyability, so much fun. Hotter's best performance, the best design for Jason. There's so yeah. much to enjoy, so much, so many great fun characters, endearing, t- just disrespectful, disgusting. There's so much variety in this film. So did seven move up for you, or has it always been? Six, I would seven? say. It's so tough. The only one that, for sure, before watching this was two, uh, was six was number one. Yeah, yeah, 100%. that's the only thing that hasn't yeah, changed. Yeah. But like two, four, and seven, they're pretty close to interchangeable. I'd say seven usually would be at the end, but I'd say I like seven more than four now. Yeah, 
I mean, watching seven, I mean, watching four again, the only character I like more is like the guy who gets his head crushed. I love Chris McLover. I've always liked him though. He doesn't decrease. Well, but... again, it's like it's like is it because of the character or is it because Chris McLover? Yeah, so. I, I think just with rewatchability, I'm saying what am I getting more out of this film compared to my last run through of this? And yeah, I like a lot more the chemistries. I like a lot more the characters in Seven than the last time I remembered. Like Tina's so fucking good in the movie. The actress is actually crying, working her ass off. She's doing a fantastic yeah. job. The final girl is really good. In this She's movie. so good. And Ta- taking says, taking oh, her telekinesis. Carrie. It's just Carrie. Take, That's such a it's discrediting. Not, it, this fucking thing, actress watch, does a fantastic job. Rewatch Carrie. Carrie's mom's a bad mom. Yeah. So, yeah, no, not Carrie. Uh, but, you know, <sighs> the kind of funny thing is, is like how hard I how hard I dunked on like the character of Eddie in Seven. You know, yeah. I, I fucking hate him. I would rather watch Eddie than the best friend character from Four. Yeah, fuck. Chris Ted, Ted is the worst. So I would like because like I just don't like this type of character in general in, in, for Eddie. Like I don't like that type of character. Yeah, I yeah. find him irritating, and it's a it's a fucking stereotype of, of geek culture, and I find it annoying. Mike takes it very personal. No, it's not as bad. As, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fucking loser. God damn it, I like sci-fi too. God fucking damn it, I'm not sitting here pontificating about bullshit the entire fucking yeah. time. Like I'm fucking Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, um, you're over here watching the movie, and Eddie shows up, like, "Hey, this is about me." <laughs> <laughs> I almost made a joke when you were saying that you know someone kind of like Eddie. I'm like, "Don't fucking at me, bro. No, Don't no, at me right fucking now." No, I know, but um, like even I, I would rather sit down and watch Eddie than listen to that character from Four say "dead fuck" one more fucking time. Yeah, easily. And I used to fucking find "dead fuck" so funny. And then I grew to fuck up. <laughs> and now it's really annoying. And the only person that makes it funny is Chris McGlover. Yeah. And again, like, my love for Chris McGlover's character in 4 probably has more to do with just Chris McGlover than the character. But at the same time, though, I will say one of the more endearing parts of 4 that kind of, like, has it, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a higher than 7. Maybe it's not. Like, Chris McGlover does kind of change that for me because he's he gets so fucking you know, uh, beaten down by his friend the entire time, and he's the one who gets the girl. Yeah. So that makes you really happy. He dies after that. Yeah. But but it's like, it's kind of nice to see him kind of get the girl. Subplots it's kinda, in four are better than the subplots it, it, in seven. A, yeah, because it's a similar idea with the guy uh, the two falling in love in four, too. I really yeah, like that. I really like them. So, like, that kind of, like, you know, two two like budding romances kind of endears that movie a little bit more. Four is a better movie through and through. All the subplots are pretty but seven good. seven goes above honestly because of Tina. Yes. Seven is oh. above four. Tina's a and, way and better love, protagonist. I love Tommy Jarvis in four. I love him so much. I and think he's awesome. Yes. I love them so much. They're great. But Tina is a really strong character. I really like her. And I, I like would, the actress a lot. I would almost say Tina might be the best protagonist. She's one of them for sure. Yeah, she's definitely up there. I'm biased. I like Jenny, but I would say that if you actually put tit for tat the actual plot line together, Tina is probably one of the more objectively like better characters in the yeah. franchise. So, I just I think I just like Amy Steele a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I like like Jenny so much. But uh, yeah, she's it, it's kind of wild having a character like her where she's actually like got a thought out backstory and trauma 
that she's dealing with for the movie. The whole point of the reason why she's at Crystal Lake is the fact that she's dealing with her drama. So it's like, it, it's kind of wild to actually be like, hey, it's satisfying that she kind of gets a character arc and she kind of finishes out in a better place than she started, even though her fucking mother's dead. Yeah. But but like, hey, she's she's with a guy that she likes and she's alive. Thank God she's alive she and she took to down Jason. What she did years and years ago. Yeah, because in her mind, at least, you know, who knows if it actually happened or not, but, you know, she... Her father her mind, saving she, her is her father forgiving her. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, it it's something it does it does end an actual character arc, which yeah. is more than a lot of the movies in this franchise can say. I agree. Other than maybe six. Um so I don't wanna cut this off, but we've been going really long. So yeah, I know. And just final thoughts about the movie. Try to make it as quick as you can be. Uh, seven is really good. It it all you people out there who don't like seven, go fuck yourself. Yes, I'm kidding. Yes, literally go fuck yourself, but also rewatch it, reevaluate. Rewatch it. it. Try to see something differently. I think you'll like it yes. more this time around. View it. View it. Then and actually go fuck yourself if you still don't like it. Yeah, pay attention to to the, the characters and actually like have try to have a good time. Don't take this as fucking Shakespeare. It's a fun time at the movies. Uh, I would have to give this eight point five. That's fair. I think that's I think that's probably around where it should be in my ranking. I, I honestly don't remember the scores. I, scores are arbitrary. I really don't give a fuck. Yeah. I love 7. I think to give it a rating, to be fast about it, I'd give it a 9. I think it's pretty on par with the other films I've mentioned. 7 is really the idea behind enjoying a, a franchise, progressing forward with the last film entry, and making something new that sets you apart from it, but also continues... The tone, the fun, the animosity, and just really taking it to another step in a different direction. This one's not about the character work that's been grounded with Six. It's more about the fucking machine that Jason Voorhees has become. And how you deal with that with a character that's going through trauma, that's trying to understand herself, versus an unstoppable killing machine. Yes, it's not Shakespeare. It's nothing close to it. But at the same time, when you boil down the stories, it's still very easily digestible. It's still very good. And most importantly, it's entertaining as hell. It's a lot of fun. And if you're trying to sit down and have fun with the movie, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it. That's, that's all you can ask for. There is more meat to dig into. There's some fun subplots. There's some fun characters. There's some shitty characters. Justifiably so. But sit down reevaluate it tell me how you feel and i think that's a great way to end it on we need to reevaluate part seven we need to see is there something more to it and understand wow i might have been more critical maybe you haven't maybe you justifiably have some problems with it cool i understand that but i would like people to give another watch through on this i think it's worth it and if you sat here listening to us if you haven't seen it for the first time, check it out. And if you are a non-believer in the, the cult of Part 7, give it a rewatch. Tell me how you feel. Thanks for listening to us complain. Have fun and just enjoy this thrill ride of a film. And we'll catch you with the final installment. Going to be a quick carnage, but with it being the final one, it might drag on a bit long. I know, I'm sorry. You get more content, whatever. I'll catch you there. Bye-bye.